older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Hey, everybody. Mike Wood here from Vespero. Thanks for taking the time this afternoon uh, to join us here. Um, I'm happy and honored to be a a special guest for the ACB um, Hour chat here. So I'm going to kick off with uh, talking today about low vision and just, you know, functioning with low vision and finding a career path with low vision and some tools that might help um, ease any struggles that you have, you know, with low vision overall. So Quick background, uh, I've been working at Vespero for coming up now on, gosh, 15 years. Um, I am bald, but when I started here, I had hair. So uh, gives you a little glimpse of uh, how long I've been here, I guess. And for those of you that are not familiar with Vespero, many of you, I'm sure, are. Uh, you've been at a lot of these events in the past and whatnot. But um, Vespero is kind of the parent company of Enhanced Vision, Freedom Scientific, Optelec, and TPGI. So we've got a couple brands that people are familiar with um, that fall under the Vespero umbrella. And Freedom Scientific, of course, is best known for their JAWS, ZoomText, Fusion, uh, Enhanced Vision, and Optelec known for their low vision tools, uh, video magnifiers, and then TPGI uh, is known for their services. So helping companies make sure that their website is more accessible and making sure that kiosks within different companies and maybe even in schools and towns are accessible. So I'm going to start off with today. So what are some signs of low vision? Uh, And even if you have corrective lenses, so myself, I do wear corrective lenses. I'm nearsighted. Uh, Without my glasses, I cannot see very well at all. I definitely wouldn't be able to drive without them uh, and would have a hard time even seeing my computer screen without them. So with corrective lenses, what are still some signs of low vision? So it would be difficulty reading a book, reading a newspaper, magazines, reading your mail. Uh, if you're working with kiddos in school, it's you know handing handouts from teachers, uh, maybe even photos that friends are sharing. Uh, recognizing the faces of family and friends. So if you're sitting at a dinner table, and even with your corrective lenses, you're having a hard time looking across and you know seeing your parents, your family, your husband, your wife your significant other, your children, you name it. Uh, Doing tasks like cooking, sewing, fixing things around the house, uh, maybe mowing the lawn, doing some woodworking, you know, you start noticing that it's becoming a little bit more of a struggle for you. Uh, Selecting and matching the color of your clothing. Uh, Maybe feeling like your light is a little bit dimmer than normal. And this one I always find is kind of funny because I think that we can all relate to the fact is as we get a little older, we need more light to see uh, the same way that we did prior. So, you know, if you're sitting in a room with a, a 15, 16, 17 year old and, you know, you're 40, 50, 60, um, they don't need as much light to see as we do as we get a little older. So that's another key, you know, indicator. 
and then if you're driving still, noticing that you're having a hard time reading the traffic signs, maybe seeing the names of stores as you're driving by. Uh, so all of these are signs that, you know, it's time to check with your eye doctor. Uh, and if you see and go and get a regular eye exam, you may want to ask them to see a low vision specialist because that low vision specialist is going to obviously specialize in figuring out if there is something further that needs to be done, uh, maybe to correct your vision. Uh, or if it's not correctable, maybe they'll steer you in the direction of some products or technology that can help you. So what are some of the causes for low vision and blindness? Um, you know, low vision is usually caused by an eye disease or a health condition. And many of these things and terms that you may be familiar with are age-related macular degeneration, so AMD, uh, cataracts, diabetes, glaucoma. Maybe you've had an eye injury or you were born with a birth defect that caused some eye trauma. So whatever the cause is, low vision that's lost cannot usually be restored, but you can manage it with the proper treatment and maybe some vision rehab and adding in some technology. So with that said, before I get into some of these different um, causes for low vision, I did notice earlier in the, the, sec the session here, we had a hand raised by Michael Moore. Uh, Michael, if you wanna ask away, if anybody else feel free, raise your hand. Uh, if you are on the computer and you're comfortable typing the question into chat, feel free to type it into chat as well. Um, Allison Smitherman has been so kind here to offer, help uh, manage the hands raised and opening up the mics and things like that. Okay, so uh, bef before we take raised hands, I would like to uh, give you quick uh, instructions on how to do that and how to unmute. So if you're on a PC, you will raise your hand with Alt-Y, uh, and once I allow you to talk, you can unmute with Alt-A. On a Mac, you raise your hand with Option-Y, mute or unmute with Command-Shift-A. On the app on your smart device, the raised hand option is located under the More button, which is uh, in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. Uh, the Mute unmute button is located in the left-hand corner of your screen. It's a toggle. And I need to correct myself. Uh, we are in webinar, so the raised hand is going to be in the middle of your screen at the bottom. I apologize for that. Okay, so if you're on a standard telephone, you will raise your hand with star 9, mute or unmute with star 6. And I'm not seeing any raised hands at the moment, Michael. All right. So, Michael, maybe we answered your question. Uh right in the beginning. So what I'm going to uh, start with is I'm going to go over some of the different eye conditions or eye diseases that might cause some problems or low vision. <clears throat> so the first one is cataracts. Many of you are maybe aware of cataracts. Um, I think it's pretty common. It's the clouding of the lens in your eye. It's going to affect your vision. Uh, it's very common in older individuals, um, or I should maybe say, you know, uh, fine I guess like like fine wine, like not really older. I hate saying older, right? But as we age and become a little bit more mature, we may have cataracts. Um, more than 22 million Americans actually have cataracts. They're the leading cause of blindness in the entire world. By age 80, more than half of all people in the US will either have cataracts or have had a cataract surgery to repair the cataracts that they did have. So those statistics are pretty, um, pretty you know, Pretty large, pretty impressive. 
So cataracts, what are the common symptoms? You're going to have blurry vision. Your colors might seem faded. You're known as glare very often. Not going to be able to see very well at night. You may have double vision and you might have frequent prescription changes in your eyewear. So that's one of the things, remember I mentioned earlier, you know, as you're noticing differences, you want to mention this to your doctor because they see so many patients, they might not recognize, you know, hey, you've, you've had a prescription change pretty frequently. So you may want to ask that question. Um, so what are some things that help with cataracts? I find that brighter lighting is one thing. So there's different lights out there that not only are going to be able to be dimmable at different levels, because that's going to make a difference, being able to change the intensity of the light, being able to change the temperature of the light. Uh, you know, you don't think about um, sometimes the different lighting inside of even your house. So you may have LED lights, you've got incandescent, you have, you know, uh, fluorescent lights. So you've got all these different types of lighting that also offer different temperatures. Are they a bright white? Are they a more yellow warm? Um, are they a cool? So there's all these different temperature lights and all those different spectrums make a difference. Throughout the day, you might find that one is better than the other. Uh, you might find that one's better for the other or better than the other, I should say, if you're picking out color clothing, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, another thing is magnification lenses. I think the first thing that people jump into when they start realizing their vision's getting worse and that they need some help is optical magnifiers. Those are fantastic. They come in so many different types of magnification powers. Uh, they also come in different shapes, sizes, whether they be round or rectangular. Um, you know, don't forget, the stronger you go, the more magnification you need on an optical lens, the smaller the lens actually gets. It's just with the optics of the lens. So the more magnification power you need, the smaller that lens is going to be. Another thing that's great is blue blocking lenses or filtered lenses that are going to cut down on the glare. They might even help you with using your computer. Uh, so if you're sitting in front of the computer all day, you're going to be getting a lot of blue light entering your eyes. These are great at cutting out on that blue light. Also for driving, uh, you know, if you're driving, you may notice glare from other headlights coming on, you know, straight on, or even headlights coming in from your side view mirrors or your rear view mirror. So these are great for that. Uh, many of them will actually come in a fit over frame. So if you do wear corrective lenses, you can fit these right over those glasses that you're already wearing. Other styles come in more of a sunglass style where it's going to be, you know, kind of a, a stylish looking like Bono the singer might wear, you know, those type of glasses. So those are all things that help with cataracts. Uh, you know, if you're using the optical magnifier <clears throat> and you notice that, as I mentioned, the more magnification you need, the smaller that lens is getting. So now if you're reading using a small lens, you can guess what's going to happen. It's going to be hard to track and figure out sometimes what you're reading because you're limiting yourself now to such a small, small amount of real estate within that lens that if you were reading the word um, Amazon, say you're getting an Amazon package and you're looking at that Amazon package and you're reading the word Amazon, you may only be able to fit two, three, maybe even one letter uh, in that optical magnifier. Once you start realizing that that's an issue, that's when you want to switch over to a video magnifier. Uh, video magnifiers, if you're not familiar with them, they're digital. Uh, they come in all sorts of sizes. 
They come in four inch, five inch, seven, 10, um, you name it. They also have all sorts of features. Now you're going from not only magnifying, and as I mentioned earlier, optical magnifiers, even though they're fantastic, you're locked into one magnification level. With a video magnifier, you're actually able to go anywhere from say 2X magnification up to maybe 20X magnification. It all depends on what size screen and what magnifier you're using. Um, so one such example uh, I'll talk about would say be the Compact 10 or the Ruby 10. It's a 10 inch display. It also incorporates touchscreen and also OCR capability, which is gonna take you even a step further where you're able to provide scanning capability where if your eyes fatigue towards the end of the day or throughout the day as you're using your eyes a lot, you might notice that they're straining and you're getting eye fatigue. You might be getting headaches um, from straining your eyes. You may want a device that's gonna read things back to you. So you can then sit back, relax, close your eyes and let the technology do the reading and the work for you. So the next eye disease I'm gonna chat about is glaucoma. So glaucoma damages the eye's optic nerve. It's the leading cause of blindness. It usually happens when fluid pressure inside of the eye begins to rise. When that pressure inside the eye starts to get too high, it damages the optic nerve. Very often there's no symptoms at first, but if you do get your regular comprehensive eye exam, they can usually detect this before it happens. Uh, they've got all sorts of technology to view the eye to see and test to see if pressure is getting higher than normal. And so that, again, key, I'm not a doctor, so don't take everything I say. You know, I definitely am not a doctor, but this is stuff. My key thing to take away from today's session is make sure you go for your regular eye exam. And then I also always tell people, you know, eating healthy, taking care of your eyes, wearing protective eyeglasses, you know, going out, you know, you don't think about it, even on cloudy days, wear sunglasses that block the UV rays because over time, your eyes are getting beat up by those UV rays. And even doing yard work, I can't tell you how many people I talk to on the regular that might be using a chainsaw or they're just breaking branches. I even have a TVI friend of mine that um, was very lucky last summer was breaking limbs up in her yard. And one of the limbs, when it snapped, it didn't snap where she thought it was going to. And it snapped back and ricocheted and hit her right next to her, her, her eye. And she was extremely lucky that it didn't hit her in her eye. Um, so, you know, things like that, just think smart, you know, wear protective lenses if you're doing something like that. So what if you do have glaucoma and you notice that you are losing your vision due to glaucoma? What are some things that might help with that? You know, we talked about just a couple of minutes ago using portable video magnifiers. Uh, you might want to use those electronic magnifiers. At this point, if your vision's progressively getting really bad and you know, you're reaching the point where these magnifiers just can't enlarge the text large enough. Uh, don't forget, not only are you increasing the size of magnification on these electronic magnifiers, but they're also allowing you to do things like change your color contrast, uh, which makes a huge difference when you're reading. Uh, you're also able to increase the brightness of the screens. You know, the three key terms or the three key things that I always tell people with low vision are three things that help are magnification, contrast and lighting. Um, those are the three things to test out and play around with to see if they make a difference. Well, what if none of those things are really helping? At that point, you may wanna start looking at technology for your computer, such as maybe JAWS, 
Fusion or Zoom text. And I said those in the opposite order that I should have, because usually you start out with Zoom text, which is going to give you magnification, uh, allow you to do contrast changes, allow you to you know, change maybe your pointer, uh, change your cursor when you're typing inside of a Word document or inside of anything, inside of PowerPoint, you name it. Um, once you realize that you might have to enlarge the screen a little too much, then you're going to switch over to Fusion. Fusion's a nice bridging gap between Zoom Text and JAWS, which is your full screen reader. Fusion's going to allow you to still use your, the, you know, your usable vision. You'll be able to actually you know, enlarge the screen still, but it incorporates the full screen reading power of JAWS, as well as if you have to transition to Braille. Um, you know, when I'm working in the K-12 market, if the student that I'm working with they know that their vision is going to get progressively worse. Um, they'll usually start them off on some Braille tech. And this is where Fusion really comes in handy. And then JAWS. JAWS is your full screen reader. That's going to be no mouse use. Um, you know, if you have little usable vision, that's going to be the product for you. Uh, so the software can help with that. And then, of course, that hardware tech. One of the largest... Well, one of the, I guess, most popular, I should say, video magnifiers is the Ruby XLHD by Freedom Scientific. Um, I don't know if anybody in the audience here has used the Ruby XLHD. My personal favorite is that product. It's been around for years, but it's one of those things, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh, it's a five-inch LCD screen. It has bright color-coded buttons around the exterior of it. So if you're looking at it, it is a ruby red color with a black frame around the five-inch LCD screen. On the bottom left-hand side, there's a power button that's recessed, so it's easy to find that power button. Above that are two blue arrows, one facing down, one facing up. They also have tactile buttons on them, or little bump dots, I should say. And what those are going to do for you is those are going to let you change your color contrast. Again, you think about reading a newspaper. That text is usually pretty, you know, blurry, not the brightest contrast. Uh, if you're using something like this Ruby XLHD, you can change the contrast to be white on black or black on white, and it just makes the text that much more crisp and easier to see. On the right-hand side, starting from the bottom, you have a camera button, which is a freeze frame. You can also store images on the Ruby. And then above that is a minus button, and then above that is a plus button. Those are going to do your increase and decrease magnification. So plus is going to make things larger, minus make things smaller. Uh, those also have tactile bump dots on them, uh, so they're easy to find. Also has a nice built-in reading stand uh, that sits at a nice ergonomic level. Also has a foldable flip-out handle with two different positions three-hour continuous battery life. Uh, you can also add a guideline for tracking purposes and masking to cut out visual clutter. So it's a powerful tool all inside of a five-inch, you know, pocket-sized magnifier. So wanted to mention, you know, again, that's like the, the number one selling handheld video magnifier. And then when you're talking about Braille, there's so many different options for Braille out there in the industry. Uh, you know, there's a 14, a 40, and an 80 cell by Freedom Scientific. 
They are plug and play with JAWS and Fusion, which makes it really nice. They offer Bluetooth connectivity. Uh, you can have up to five Bluetooth devices connected to it. You also have a cable that comes with it that's USB-C that allows you to plug into your computer to a USB port. And they're rugged. They're made out of aluminum. They have rubberized bumpers on the sides. You know, the 14 is great for portability, connecting that to your iPhone or Android, being able to re reply to text messages quickly and easily. I always warn people, uh, if there's any teachers in, out there, you know, when you're working with young kids, they think, oh, this is great. It's so cute. It's 14 cell, you know, it's, it's handheld. It's really small. But teaching literacy, it's like, no, no, no. You want to give more 14 cells of Braille. Uh, it's much better if you can do the 40 cells of Braille with that. So, um, and then the 80 cell is not going to be something as portable. The 80 cells for somebody that might be doing coding, might be reading an awful lot using their computer. Uh, so that's going to be more stationary. So that is the Braille displays. Take a break here to see if there's any questions, uh, comments. I'd love to hear from the audience too. Don't be bashful. I was telling Allison and Larry earlier, you know, you guys are, you know, in the audience might be much more of an expert than I am. Um, and if you are low vision, share some stories about things you've found that have helped you, um, maybe with using the computer, maybe at work, even at home. There's such low tech things sometimes that make such a big difference. Uh, so feel free. I'm going to take a sip of water. And Allison, if you want to open up the floor again. Sure, Michael. Right now, though, I'm not seeing any raised hands. So if anybody has a question or comment, please feel free to raise your hand. Uh, and the raised hand button is located in the at the bottom of your screen in the middle uh, where you can do Alt Y or Command Shift Y if you're on a Mac, uh, Star 9 if you're on the telephone. I've either put everybody to sleep or um, <laughs> they're really excited and, and just enthralled with all the info. <clears throat> It is a little late for lap, uh, nap time. Usually it's what the after lunch time, right? You've got a full belly and you're ready to lie down and take a little nap while the food digests. <laughs> so the next uh, condition I want to chat about is macular degeneration. Uh, this is another age-related, oftentimes it's, it's called age-related macular degeneration, AMD for short. It is the leading cause of vision loss in Americans 60 years and older. This disease destroys the sharp central vision that's needed to see objects clearly. So it affects the ability to read, to drive, to watch television, and do daily routine tasks. Um, so again, this is going to be more of your central vision loss. Usually when I'm working with individuals that have this, I'll notice, you know, they're looking out of the side of their eye uh, at the CCTV and magnifying stuff really large. So that's macular macular degeneration. So what are some things that help macular degeneration? Again, this is going to be similar stuff that we talked about earlier. By this point, if you've got macular, you're going to probably skip by some of the optical magnifiers and some of the low-tech things. And I also want to take a moment to mention that. You know, I think that oftentimes people are on the hunt for the one product, the one item that's going to be that holy grail that they think that you know, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be the, the end all. I'm going to be able to use just this product and it's going to be everything I need all in one, like a Swiss army knife, right? Oftentimes that's not the case. What 
I find is people need multiple tools depending on the task at hand. So you're talking about working scenario, right? So at work, you might need a large print keyboard. Uh, you may need a special type of mouse. You know, what if you're adding in, you know, uh, some issues with mobility or you're adding in arthritis? You might want a different type of mouse if you're using the mouse you have with Zoom text. Uh, the keyboard not only could be high contrast, but maybe you need a keyboard that has a different layout. Um, you know, you want to make sure that your desk is ergonomically designed to be more comfortable. Uh, you might want a large screen monitor. A uh, little fun fact that I found out working over the pandemic with some schools was there was one school just, uh, district that reached out to me and they said, you know, we've been getting a ton of requests for low vision assessments with kids that are saying that they're having a hard time seeing their computer monitor. You know, everyone was sent home with a laptop during COVID, most students. Um, and, you know, in class, students aren't staring at their screen all day. But during COVID at home, the students were working remotely, staring at their computer screen all day long. What they were finding was they were getting eye fatigue. They were having a hard time seeing things. So more students were self-identifying and self-advocating and saying, hey, I need a, a larger monitor. So a lot of schools purchasing larger monitors. Same for work. You know, you might want a larger monitor. You might want two monitors at your desk. Um, and, you know, nowadays, the price of monitors have come down so drastically uh, within the last few years. So it makes it much more manageable to afford one as well. So there's that. Um, you might want to incorporate, again, using Zoom text, using Fusion to have that speech capability. Uh, one cool feature that was just released in JAWS and Fusion that's really nice, I think, in the working field is the audio split functionality. So if you've got the latest version of JAWS or Zoom text, um, you've actually got the ability to split your audio. So if you're using JAWS or Fusion and you have it reading to you, and you were even say like today, you're sitting on this call, listening in, you want to listen to me, but you might want to pop over to your email briefly and see if you have any important emails coming in. You can do so and still listen to me in one ear and listen to your JAWS or Fusion in your other ear. So that's great if you're working in a call center where you've got to talk to customers, but you also have to be looking up. Maybe you're booking a reservation for them. Uh, maybe you're just looking something up to see if you know there's a product available that you're working with them on. Uh, you are then able to split the audio between both of your, which makes it so easier. So not one talking to the other. Um, so that's a new feature in JAWS and Fusion. Um, you know, again, talking about hardware. At this point with macular degeneration, you're probably be looking at the electric magnifiers, but you might be looking at the larger desktop units. Now, again, you might have a desktop unit at work or at home to read things like your newspapers or books, uh, look at pictures of family, friends, holiday cards that might come in the mail. Uh, you might use it to read your mail. Um, you might use it to do a hobby. You know, you might be a knitter, you might crochet, uh, you might like to do word search puzzles or puzzles in general, you name it. You can use the video magnifier for that purpose. Uh, but then what about when you go out with your friends, your family, 
what are you going to do when you go to a restaurant and you need to read the menu? Or you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to be looking at maybe a food label to see what, what's in this food. Um, or you want to see the price on the shelf at a store or read a clothing tag. You're not going to be moving that desktop video magnifier around with you to these stores or to the restaurant. Uh, when I set these units up in the home, oftentimes I might be going into a senior's home, uh, maybe working with the VA or, you know, working through an independent living for older blind program and all these fantastic groups out there that are helping us get technology in the hands of people that need it, right? Well, I always tell the people, do not try to move this thing yourself because some of these are much larger, they're heavier, they might have a 24-inch monitor on them. Um, and they're made to be more stationary and not be moved around. But they're such a powerful tool and do such great work uh, that these people love them. You know, they might offer OCR capability where they can scan and have it back to them. Uh, another thing that I find people use for it is scanning in a list of maybe your top contact. So again, work that might be helpful. Maybe you've got a list of employees that you call on the regular and you just don't want to memorize all of their extensions or their email addresses or something. You can actually save a file in your CCTV that's large print that can easily be read back to you and uh, you know accessible right from there. What about at home? You're a senior and you want to use it to maybe store emergency contacts. Um, some of these CCTVs offer a camera that will do distance. So now you're getting into another whole beast because now... What if you want to use this not only to do distance viewing of for fun things like looking at the bird feeder? Uh, you know, if you're on a wooded lot, you have animals coming through your yard. Maybe you want to look out at the animals. You want to look up into a tree and, and watch a bird's nest, um, watch the squirrels running around. But also, what about safety? You want to point this thing out your window and see who's, who's pulling up your driveway? Oh, just the FedEx delivery person. Uh, you know, it's just the mailman, mailwoman. It's like that they can be handy for. They also can do self-facing. Now we're talking about things like doing your hair, putting on makeup, you know, making sure that, you know, you don't have any spinach caught in your teeth after lunch, right before you're happy after, you know, noon nap. So things like that. That's, again, where these desktop magnifiers come in handy. But if you're going out to the restaurant, or you're going out and being more mobile, again, not one tool that you're going to be using. Now you're going to incorporate maybe that Ruby XLHD or a handheld magnifier, even an optical magnifier. Um, you might want to carry around a couple of different strength optical magnifiers. It really depends on the individual and what they are looking to do and what they need to accomplish, whether it be for fun, work, school, name it. So some of the desktop units that are, I'd say, the, the top sellers in the industry are the Clearview C by Optilec. Uh, that's got a really cool design, really modern. Uh, the Merlin Elite Pro by Enhanced Vision. Uh, I like that because it has a separate control panel. So you can actually sit back. Many of these devices have the controls on the monitor. So, you know, you're going to have to sit a little closer than arm's length to actually, you know, the knobs and stuff or change the contrast and things like that. Uh, the Merlin Pro has a separate mouse or mouse, but like control pan panel uh, that will allow you to change things and do things like that. 
the Clearview C actually has a removable control panel that you pick up. It's almost like a remote control. So you can pick it up and hold it on your lap, sit back and enlarge the text and do things like that. And then we have the Topaz Ultra by Freedom Scientific. Uh, people love that because, again, it's color-coded buttons. You've got buttons that are you know, yellow for brightness, blue for your contrast, uh, red for stopping and taking a freeze frame of information, and then a black dial to just zoom in, zoom out. Uh, when you incorporate OCR into any of these, which is optical character recognition, that's going to take these all to that next level. You're now able to scan in and have things read out loud to you. As I mentioned earlier, another word of advice, just because I've seen it happen so many times in the industry, is if you're diagnosed with one of the eye, condition, eye conditions I chatted about earlier or a different eye condition, if you're going to lose some vision you're, or you are already low vision, do yourself the favor. Look at these different products. If your vision is progressively going to get worse, or maybe you're not 100% sure, maybe your doctor said, you know, there's a 50-50 shot that your vision is going to get a little bit worse. Really contemplate and think, do I want to get a unit with OCR, optical character recognition, or scanning capability? I've been to far too many homes where an individual will buy a CCTV, beautiful 24-inch or 22-inch monitor, sit it on their desk, they use it, and then all of a sudden their vision starts to get worse. And they say, I wish I bought the version with OCR, or I wish I bought the unit that had offered the OCR version of software. So it's almost like an insurance policy. If you do buy it, you're going to have it. It's going to be waiting for you when your eyes get to that point where you need it. And again, maybe you're not going to use it all the time, but it's nice to have it. Uh, you know, you think about little features sometimes that are, are just nice to, to have uh, that you then never want to live without again. You know, maybe it's something as simple as like heated seats in your car, right? You might have had heated seats, you get them and you're like, oh, these things are amazing. Next time you go looking for a car, that option is going to be top of your list. You know, you might be like, I really liked them. I never thought I'd use them that much, but I do. So I want them. Same thought concept with these products. You know, you might want to think about adding in that OCR capability, whether it be on the portable units, uh, which would be like the Compact 6, the Compact 10, the Ruby 10, or something like those desktop units. So before I go any further, we'll take another little break here to see if there's any questions. Uh, comments. I see we've got, I think, like 10 people here right now. So any questions, comments? Pretty quiet crowd. Yeah, I'm not seeing any raised hands. Come on, guys. No, what's going on? <laughs> I hope nobody, I hope everybody's awake and, and alert. <laughs> Allison, anything you want to add that anything that you've experienced or are used as tech that's really made a huge difference for you in your life? Oh, wow. Uh, Throwing you on the spot, Allison. <laughs> you well, don't, to, don't feel pressured. Oh, no, that's fine. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, we got a raised hand, though. They need to go first. It's good. All right. Uh, we'll let them go first. Okay. Oh, actually, we have a couple now. Uh, we have someone with telephone number 207 ending in 054. Uh, you may talk. Please identify yourself when you unmute. 
Thank you. Yeah, um, I have a. I'm, I've got an older. Um, I, thank you for this this um, talk. Lots of stuff that is really great reminders for me. Um, I've got an older Merlin CCTV. Love it. It has an older um, OCR possibility, but it's limited. It's okay. Very small. Very limited. Um, they're very expensive. I don't know how anyone can manage without that kind of thing when your vision begins to go. But I'm now at the point where I really need, oh, the, the something read to me. I've got um, Zoom text with voice. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I need something when I'm sitting going through my mail. And I need a smaller one, maybe like the Ruby or something like that. What? I don't know if I'm making any sense. You're making love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're making love. I don't want to thing. cut you off. Nope. You're on a roll. So keep, you know, keep going and I'll, yeah. No. Where do I, where, do, what do I need? I know there's a, a pen you can get it that reads things. And I, I guess I'm really kind of thinking, where do I go from here? Should I replace the CCTV with one that has more OCR, mostly, you know, reading text stuff on it but that's a huge expense i love my uh, my uh, ccdv just it's it's a blessing truly well thank yep. you for that and i'm glad and what was your first name carol <laughs> carol thanks carol. carol i i really appreciate that feedback and you know and that's the thing i mean it becomes it's it's part of the family you know once you start getting one of these products that you're using on the regular um you know, I almost would say if that 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 Merlin's still working for you to that degree where you're just thinking about adding a, a different OCR engine, um, I would stick with the Merlin. And what I would look at is maybe something like the Ruby 10. Uh, where are you located, Carol? What state? I'm in Maine. In Maine. All right. Awesome. Yep. Uh, and that is a beautiful state. I'm from New England originally. So um, yeah, beautiful up there. So nice up here. it is. Um, we've got different you know, distributors throughout the country. Uh, we also have, so Bill Kilroy covers the main territory area and something like the Ruby 10, I like because it does incorporate in full page scanning. It's a newer product. Uh, it actually has some pretty cool patent pending features as far as like for color blindness and edge enhancement. Uh, when you're magnifying text, you can actually make the text more of like an outline or you can highlight the uh, exterior, like the outline of the text. But it does add in that scanning capability, which would give you full page scanning. So you'd be able to still have it read back to you. Uh, you can Bluetooth to an audio headset if you want to Bluetooth. And, you know, it also has built in speakers. But if that Merlin is, is working, keep that. And I would add a less expensive device, save the money and buy something that, you know, then you can maybe take it with you if you're mm -hmm. going out and about somewhere. Uh, it's a 10 inch screen. So you're not going to get a ton of screen real estate, depending on how large you magnify, but uh, it's great for reading mail. There's also some scanners out there like the, um, oh goodness, the Omni Reader um, and the Smart Reader that will allow you to just, that's just going to be full on scanning and reading. Um, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you don't want the display screen because you don't need the display screen. Uh, so there are devices like that that are a little bit less expensive because now you're not having the screen added into it, which is an additional cost. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so it, it, those are some of the things I would recommend. Um, and it depends on how much reading, you know, the pens are great, but I think that if you're going to be reading 
a lot with it, you know, the pen, you're going to have to be moving your hand as opposed to with the device, you can fit a full eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, press a button and then quickly decide from that. Or if you want to listen to it, you don't have to be moving your hand across it the entire time. Right, right. Right. I think probably it's more of a screen with Ruby or something um, and, I, and something that's portable because if I travel, I can take it with me um, yeah. and do that kind of thing. But um, yeah, and I do have the, uh, the Zoom text um, keyboard, which is wonderful. I love awesome. that. It's an older one also, but the, still it works. Awesome. Do you have the uh, yellow and black or the white and black or the black and yeah. white? Yellow and black. Yeah, yep. it's, it's an older one. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, a favorite of people. Uh, and, yeah, you know, that's very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome, Carol. Thank you. And I'm going to give you my email address. Um, I'll put it in the chat, too, but I'll give it to you. And feel free, you know, drop me a note and I can connect you with somebody up in the main area. But my email. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, is mwood, so M-W-O-O-D, mm-hmm. at vespero.com and vespero is v-i-s-p-e-r-o so mwood at vespero.com and i okay i can't do chat so um allison if you want to throw that in the chat i don't have a chat box on my side but yeah thanks carolyn and thanks all right i'm I'm on the phone so i can't see the chat anyway so very good thank you well thanks have a great day okay and it looks like sorry looks like the chat is not available right now so sorry okay Okay. no no worries okay well we have uh some more raised hands and uh our next one is jerry jerry you can unmute can you hear me yes Yes. okay i'm on a different computer and i couldn't get voice working before uh the mic um i'm gonna be on the negative side i if, if i'm Overboard, you just tell me stop. Okay, no, no hard feelings. Yeah, no, uh, no shoot, Jerry. Yeah, I think freedoms. I don't mean to call say something here to be negative because I've been using uh child and uh Zoom tech and magnification since 1995 through the VA was issued to me. But um, you know, I you know, I had a Merlin myself and I wasn't using for the last six years because of my vision. But it was perfect, but I couldn't get it to work. And I call enhanced vision, and you know they never replied back. And when I talked to the tech team, and you know, but then the, the person that it was purchased from, he told me, "Oh, look in the back. You know, there was just a piece beside the power plug. There's another wire that connect to a, a, a 12 volt." And yes. You know, yep. Yep. And uh, and it worked perfect. So I, I gave it a I gave it away to somebody who was just was losing his eyesight would have had to purchase on his own and don't think the usual one would cost at least a thousand dollars. It was perfect. Well, uh, my negative the second negative feedback was whenever I call Freedom Scientific lately, and if I have a, a technical issue, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but I wish somebody on your end would tell them to be more polite and more helpful to their consumer because uh, you'll get a, a, a bargain response back like, oh, you, 
you need tech support. You need that. I don't need the tech support. You know, I just have a one basis question. You know, yeah. And it just, you just you just can't get the answer or or or, or say it, it, this might be my problem. And I had a hard time getting getting them to navigate. They wouldn't do it. So I just had to hang up. So and then this this type these type of service wasn't that way years ago. And you know, Jerry and I I apologize. I you know I am not. Um, I don't manage that department, but let me tell you right now, I am going to share this with that department because, you know, customer service is first on my list. Uh, you know, I pride myself on my customer service and I do warn people sometimes like I might not be able to get back to you instantly with an answer to something because I don't know everything. Um, but I, 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 understand. I apologize for bringing this uh, up, but I, I have to just, I'm not saying in a bad way. Yeah, you guys should be aware of it. That's all. No, I and 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 if we don't hear it, we don't know it. You know what I mean? You don't know what you don't know, and so I think that uh, no, thank you for bringing it up, and I will definitely chat with the uh, customer service team. You know, I will tell you the customer service team has been working super hard with a bunch of stuff right now, um, and I know that they also are short staffed with some people that have been out of the office for different reasons. Um, we had one person retire, another person moved over to a different division. So, you know, there's some shortages that we're trying to fill. And that could be, I don't know why I'm not making any excuse, but that could be, you know, part of the reason. Um, but let me tell you, I can smile too. Say that again. They can also smile a little. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. You know what? Life's too short. That's what I tell people, you know, if, when people start, you know, there's, it's like life's too short. You got to enjoy it. And, you know, sometimes it's not always the most exciting calls that we're getting, right? But let's figure it out and get everybody happy. And if you can't, there's no shame in saying like, hey, I don't know the answer to this question, but let me see if I can find somebody that can. And the same thing, like, I mean, I, you're not going to just throw somebody somewhere else. You know, I like to keep track of if I'm working with somebody, where are they going? You know, has, has tech support helped them? Uh, you know, have they been taken care of? You know, send that follow-up message. So, no, I appreciate that, Jerry. And um, I was expecting a lot harsher. So you, you did not, you weren't bad. Don't feel bad at all. You were not, you weren't, you weren't bad. <laughs> I, I realize it's not the place to, to be barking, but now I just had to put my two cents in. So I appreciate your listening. Thank you. Yeah, no, no worries at all. And I mean, I've had, uh, you know, the, the stuff where, uh, uh, one more thing. Again, it's not just for me. This is for anybody, a consumer out there, or even veteran or non-veteran. This is for anybody that calling for tech support. Customer service always been good, but when it comes to tech support, it is sometimes you're. I'm, I'm seeing like playing Russian roulette, but it's seen like a sick bullet, a high bullet in the cylinder. Instead of in one empty, instead of one bullet and five empty. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and I, you know, and I know that there's been there's been they're trying to work on a lot of stuff. I can tell you that there's changes, you know, happening. And I think that um, you know, as Vespero has grown, you know, there's some growing pains that we've experienced. And you know, our goal is obviously to to help the end user, whoever that person is, whether it be an individual, a company. Um, you know, for me, I work K-12 higher ed and with American Printing House for the Blind mostly. And yeah, I mean, if I, I try to solve the problems, that's, that's my goal. 
you know, help people and solve the problems at hand. So I appreciate that feedback. And I took notes here about the support and the Merlin issue that you had in the past. And um, I wrote smile down <laughs> because I think that is true. Uh, you know, we need to smile more and it conveys over the phone. You know, you know, I was trying to donate it to even here in San Antonio to light out to the blind. I had a difficult, Mike retired from there. And a CEO there, I don't know what to say, but I got so many negative responses. And, and, and I ended up, they lost all. I was going to donate it to, to them. I had a donate to somebody I knew, and, and, they, and they, they sure could use it. So that's all. I and think that's, I got that's that. Great. I needed that 12 volt connector. Yep, I know exactly which one you mean. Well, I appreciate the feedback, Jerry, and I, I thank you, and I will definitely pass that along. Um, and I just looked, we've got 10 minutes, so I want to see if we can get to Tanya and DJ, look like they have their hand raised. But Jerry, seriously, thank you. And you heard my email. If there's ever anything I can help with, feel free to drop me a note. Okay, Tanya, you may unmute. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Michael. Um, hey, Tanya. <laughs> I, I would like to know um, what kind of type of uh, monitor that I really need. I got a laptop and, you know, uh, it's not really good to have one screen anyway. So I really could use another screen. So what kind of type of monitor did I, uh, I need to get and what is the uh, actual uh, cost to get one? So, you know, I would say now they've come down in price so much. I mean, if you use Amazon or even if you've got a, a big, big box store like, you know, Best Buy or, you know, a, a Walmart or something like that, um, I would recommend at least a 24-inch monitor. Uh, I'd say 22, 24. Um, 24 is a nice size. Uh, you know, you could even go bigger now. They're larger. It depends on your space, what you have, you know, available for space wherever you're set up, whether it be a home office or in your work office or, you know, wherever, but they've come down in price uh, and just to get a 24 inch monitor. Um, they're all going to be pretty good quality. I would say nowadays, um, you know, you might want to look for one that's uh, high definition, uh, but most of them should be high definition today with the, the way the tech is. And those are going to plug in. Uh, some of them will plug in via HDMI. Uh, there may be some still VGA, but most okay. likely. Yeah. And that's, you know, that would be the thing you can type in, you know, depending on what, <clears throat> excuse me, input you have on your laptop. Uh, but that's going to be your, your best bet. Where are you based, Tanya? Oh, okay. Um, I'm really basically from um, New York. You're in New York. Okay. So we have a reseller in that area uh, that covers New York. And again, if you want to email me, I can connect you. They might even, you know, offer something where they'd set one up for you if they're, if you needed that service. But um. Overall, I mean, 24-inch monitor, try that out, plug that into your laptop, you're going to notice a huge difference. Oh, okay, because I got this laptop from the uh, Computer for the Blind, and that's where I got it from. And, you know, I, I love it so much, but, you know, i, I got to give somebody else a chance anyway, you know, for that question. So thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Tanya. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Okay, DJ, you are up next. You may unmute. Hello, Allison. 
Hi, DJ. Hey, and hello, hey, Michael. Hey, DJ, how's it going? Call. I'm going good. Thank you. Good. Still on my vacation, but I'll be uh, back at home in a couple of more days. Wow, it's going to look strange. But anyway, I'm totally blind, but yet I do have a question concerning low vision persons. I'm always thinking of others. Um, for a person who is low vision and um, yet does not read print very well if at all um i'm thinking in terms of what they could use as far as uh reading their mail or uh you know basically reading their mail and maybe other text or something like that there that would be comparable for them to uh uh to use what would you what would you basically suggest i think you kind of maybe answered the question that tanya answered but what would you know i'm trying to think of what could be basically used for someone who is uh low vision yep. uh, they are able to see some but they are not able to read print at all and they rely on uh on um voiceover or on speech Okay. Yeah, sure thing. So one of the things, if they're not going to be using, you know, they don't need a monitor on it um, and they're just looking for scanning and reading, uh, what I would probably direct them to is something like the Optilec Clear Reader Plus. Um, What that's going to do is it's it's a portable device. It's got built-in speakers. It's got a built-in camera. Uh, It's got all the buttons right on it. And, you know, that's going to do pretty quick instant OCR. Uh, and the cool thing with that unit is there is the ability that if you, you know, I think I sometimes think around like, you know, what if it's somebody that maybe it's a grandparent and they want to show something to somebody where they do show the text, you can plug in a monitor to this unit. Mm. Um, and you know, it's, it's really quick and easy. It will scan in multiple languages. You can have a male or female voice, um, you know, and again, it's portable, battery powered. Uh, it only weighs like, I think it weighs just about five pounds, maybe. Um, and then if they do have some vision still, uh, there's something called the Freedom Scientific Omni Reader. And we did a webinar on this a couple months back, I think. Uh, yeah, I remember you doing a webinar on it, but I wasn't able to attend it because I was at work. I remember that now, too. Because I was often, I, I was kind of curious about the Omni Reader. To me, it, it, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Is that what maybe is what replaced what we used to know of as Open Book? No. So, great question. So, Open Book was software based. Um, that would be on your computer where you would mm-hmm. scan using, say, the Pearl camera, uh, which you can right. still use the Pearl with JAWS or Fusion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. But. Mm-hmm. The uh, open book was a little bit different. That added in some different like highlighting functionality. Uh, so that was software. These, the Omni Reader is a standalone piece of hardware that weighs uh, just about three and a half pounds, three pounds, three and a half. Um, lightweight. It's very lightweight. Again, it does scanning and reading, but it does have a 10 inch diagonal screen on it. So measuring diagonally, it's 10 inch color display. Um, okay. And again, this will scan in multiple languages. If you wanted to catch the webinar, you can go to our 
Freedom Scientific Training. So freedomscientific.com slash training. Okay. And from there, uh, I'm going to do it right now just so I give you the exact um, directions. So then you go to that page. And then on the, the second, one of the second headings on the page, it looks like visually, it might be the four or five, sixth heading should be webinars on demand. Just scroll through till you get to webinars on demand. Right. And then from there, you can actually search the webinars on demand, but in there, you'll be able to go in and actually see one that would be on the, um, on that, that device. Exactly. I'm just scrolling through. There's, there's so many different ones and on their hardware and software, but like I said, we did do one more recently on the Omni reader. So you can go in there and, and listen in and that's an hour long session all about that product. Well, that's cool because um, I mainly am concerned. Uh, I don't know. I guess when when my chapter uh, had the boldness enough to elect me as their president, they didn't know what they were getting into. But um, <laughs> I care so much about uh, the people that I serve, and so I'm looking looking beyond myself and looking beyond the you know and and trying to figure out how best to serve them and giving them tips and giving them ideas. And I know a lot of these products that we use, uh, they are very expensive and what have you. And uh, being down in the state of Florida, I guess we could also get uh, these, you know, things from uh, DBS or something like that there. But uh, I'm constantly thinking of new innovative ideas because I do have quite a few members in my chapter who are, uh, though they are legally blind, they are, there are some who are total, such as myself, and yet okay. there are a good many of them who are low vision or partial. And I'm thinking of them and, you know, in terms of how best they can be able to navigate uh, situations for themselves, um, whether it comes to reading their mail, whether it comes to scanning their bills and ad infinitum. So uh, thank you so much. Hey, DJ, you are so welcome. And, you know, if you feel free, drop me a note. Um, I get down to the Florida area fairly regularly. And um, if there's ever anything that you need me to drop off or stop by and demo to somebody, drop me a note. I'd be happy to uh, I'll do be, so. I'll, and, I'll be glad to. I've got, I've got your email and I'll be I'll be um, reaching out to you. I'll hit you up. Hey, I look forward to it, DJ. And thanks for your uh, question. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for the answer. All right. You're welcome. Bye now. Take care. And that's all the raised hands, Michael. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it very much, Allison. Thank you. Oh, my um, pleasure. And we, I see, have just a couple, like a minute left. Um, so before I run, I do want to say, you know, checking out our training page is a phenomenal spot. So for everyone on here, you know, if there were questions you have that you were shy about asking or that I didn't answer, drop me an email, mwood at aspira.com. Go check out freedomscientific.com slash training. There's training resources for hardware webinars, software webinars. Um, there's also a student of the month program. So if you've got any students that you're working with or you know that are blind or low vision, nominate them for the student of the month program. That's a phenomenal program. Um, and it's a great resource, that site. So I appreciate again, everybody. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us here at the ACB event today. Thank you for letting me join you and share some information about low vision. Um, and I appreciate it.